what is going on everybody welcome back to world of art form if you made it even this far into the podcast i want to thank you guys for tuning in i apologize for a little bit of the technical difficulties over the past past few weeks i haven't been able to put out anything but hopefully i have that squared away and you know we can we can move on you know but what's more important is that we're back this week and we have a very special guest on the podcast i have houston-based recording artist eric Hendricks with us in the building in the WOA studio and we talk about everything under the sun it seems like um, we talked about um, his catalog we talked about his introduction to sound we talked about so many other things it was a very fun it was a very honest conversation from him and um, I think we'll be able to learn a lot about him and, and how he operates through loyalty um, and, and versatility, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys. I'm really excited for you guys to hear from Eric himself, and we're just going to get to that right now. So without further ado, Jimmy, take it away. Now, as of lately, I've been getting a lot of inspiration from like family. Um, I got a daughter, so like she, it, just the little conversation. She only two. The little conversation we be having, be, damn, like you really inspirational as fuck. You know, like yeah. you to, for you to think that some of the things that I do is do and say is like the world of you is just like it makes me want to go more and more and more. And then being in the studio with fucking guys, bro. Like, I like it's to the point now where I'm. I like to go to the studio by myself because I get so damn sidetracked. We being in, it's yeah. Like you personally, you know, you know how JT is. You know how how Don shot Don fucking folks. Shout out my nigga. You know how these niggas is in the studio. You know how Lou. Shout out Lou. You know how they hell get in the studio. We be yeah. We be up there, but. Oh, I'm everywhere right now when it comes to my inspiration. I just, if I sit down somewhere and I soak up anything, it's, it's going to inspire me for sure. Yeah. Is that normally how you've broken down, you know, like some of those creative barriers that you probably had in the past? Um, yeah. No, not really, because I'm getting older. Um, I thought, for the longest, I thought, um, like, talking about, like, feelings and emotion was, uh, like, immature like for the longest as a man like having a pride i feel like that shit was just not for the final heart especially in the line of business that we're in we already have the hardest job in the fucking world and that's to entertain so now you're entertaining somebody and now you're being judged you're being criticized so now let's put in perspective that you are you know emotional or you feel a way you gotta vent to everybody you gotta people don't they get to think about you other than what you really come for. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you an artist or you a fucking crybaby. You know? Yeah. So it's like I've developed the informational, you know, like a 
like a system where like we network based off how you feel. Like yeah. I never go in the studio and be like, I gotta get this off my head. Like my it's fucking with my mint. No. no. Hell no. But now that I'm older, if it's there, it's there. Like I'm not gonna rush it. We got too much. The world is crazy. There's too yeah. much going on for you to sit and try to, you know, nitpick and find a way to be creative. You don't have to. You already created. Sure. Absolutely. That's real yeah. shit, man. I, I appreciate you sharing that, man. And I think that's one of the things I've actually come to learn over time, too, is, too, uh, when you're talking about emotions and it's easy to, especially, like, when it comes to you as a as a recording artist and, you know, a lot of what people do in your line of work is, you know, kind of, like, spread, you know, some, some of their emotions onto a song or onto a, onto a track or whatever the case may be. Uh, for me, personally, I, I've come to learn that it's kind of, like, I almost want to protect, you know, how it is I'm feeling. And so yeah. like, when I'm dishing it out, like, I want to make sure I'm dishing it out to the right people. You know, it, it almost seems like you, you kind of, like, follow that same element as me. Uh, so. for, the, for, for the most part, I'm, that's the perfect way to put it, actually. I um, I look at it like, like I'm not the biggest, uh, how can I put it? Like, okay. Like, I'm not, and they'll tell, like, anybody that know me, they'll tell you, like, this motherfucker weird. Like, I don't like, I don't like going to clubs. Like, unless I'm paid to be there, like, I got a, you know, I'm doing a performance or a little, you know, I'm hosting, I, I don't like going, because I hear the music, and I be like, uh, like, I had a, I had a show, like, two weeks ago, and we were sitting in there, and they, like, like yeah, you can't leave here, you gotta, you know, we, we got your section, ooh, and, like, I heard some songs that I knew, I'm like, can I know them songs? And then the other songs that I didn't know, the club going crazy. I'm just in the corner like, I want to go home. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not comfortable, man. But like I said, that to say, um, it's something for everybody. Like, what, like, what may not work for you, like as far as like your sound or something that you're recording, you might not like it, but it's somebody in the fucking world somewhere that loves what you're saying because they're going through it. Yeah. They're going through that same thing right now. Absolutely. You can make a song about tying your fucking shoes. There's somebody right now that's trying to tie their shoes. <laughs> like, and, and in this day and age, yeah, that shit, and that shit just <laughs> might pop too. No bullshit, it just might. No, for real. He's I'm, got damn TikTok is not playing, man. Man, boy, my little cousin, them, I, I don't, I'm, but I say I'm a fucking dinosaur. Man, I don't know how to work the TikTok. I don't even have a TikTok. My little cousin, I'm like, yeah, you do. They start playing me songs. I'm TikTok. How the fuck they get on there? How they get on there? They show me people doing TikToks to the songs. I'm like, man. <laughs> I feel much of the same, man. The whole world just passing us by. Yes, man. Yes. We do about the fucking rocks and Nevada somewhere. <laughs> nah, I hear you, man. I want to I take it back to you know, like the start of this whole thing, you know, just have a better understanding, like what got you into doing, like what you're doing now? Um, well, I'm from, I'm from Houston. I'm from dead end. Shout out dead end. That's my fucking home. Um, I grew up on, I grew up in the VA. First we lived with Chris Mutt. Shout out Chris Mutt. They burnt that bitch down and rebuilt it. Um, we start, we, I grew up in the, in the VA and then I lived in Park Houston and then, Christmas. So, like, if you ever been to South Park, the main drag is MLK, right? So, 
every fucking Sunday. It's either one or two things going on. It's a trail ride or it's a party for no fucking reason. So all you hear is music, sound, 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 sound. I would go to, to Brenham in the summer, College Station in the summer, and all you hear is more fucking sound, sound, sound. And like you adapted to it in school, I was in band. Like, you know, it was real, real, like, like through all the chaos that, like, that you went through, you know, wherever you're from, like you went through it, wherever somebody, the next person from they went through it, it was something that held you, you know, whole. And for me, that was music. Um, I knew instantly, like, if I could put words together, that was gonna be my, you know, what I'm saying my my safe haven. I never forget. I wrote my first song. <laughs> I wrote my first song. I was like six or seven years old. Um, me and my cousin, shout out my cousin Erica. Um, we wrote a song. I wrote a song called Two Way. <laughs> and I never forget it. I had got in trouble in my grandma's house that was standing in the VA and like we had a townhouse. And I got in trouble outside and everybody outside, I was too scared to fucking go upstairs because it was dark. So I'm sitting on the stairs and that event, I think that event Read Your Mind came on. And like I'm just I heard that I'm like, yeah, I can read your mind. I got the man, okay, hold on. So I started writing my little I wrote my little version of it. I got off punishment shit. My cousin came on stairs. I'm like, shit, finish writing this song. After that, um, it was like, I just kept at it. Like, kept at it naturally. It never, like, rendered me anything. And what I think what made it so much um, easier for me to to do it, my parents supported me. They supported the hell out of it. I mean, still do. They, um, after, after high school, like, I got into some trouble in high school, I got kicked out, so like, that time I went back to go to a real school, I had got, um, like, six offers, I'm not talking about, like, like, little bullshit schools down the road, like, I'm talking, like, Rice, Texas Tech, you know, um, TCU, like, and I, I was really looking to go to Texas Tech because they had a music program, and I was going to go to school for it, didn't do, didn't do that, I ended up going to PB, I enrolled in PB and didn't go to school, because that shit wasn't for me. At all. Like, that shit wasn't for me at all. So I just came back home and I went to a little school in Houston. They got them everywhere called Media Tech. It's like full cell. But they they specialize in like the audio engineering and the film industry and shit like that. So I ended up, you know, going to school for audio engineering. That was a wrap. I, um, I think I maybe took like a summer off after school to have like a surgery or something. And we hit the ground running um, nonstop. I, uh, this shit crazy. We having a conversation. I was just telling uh, Luna, like, if it wasn't for that studio, like, at that school, man, I probably wouldn't be having this conversation with you now because it, it put me in a, a very creative space instead of a, everything that was going on outside space. For sure. It kept everything yeah, so. music for you? Hell yeah, cause I've um, it's it's fucking crazy, man. Cause it's like you would be in the studio with all these guys and like everybody ego stroking, like, man, I'm a macho. Like I'm, I do this. I I record on twenty six tracks and I know how to do these plugins and I'm in here doing this. I recorded with so and so and then 
when you get in there with them, it's like, man, what that fucking dog that was just barking at, at the gate when I was outside the gate? You know, like, ain't no bark to you, no more, ain't no bite at all. And it's just like, they, w- they would never have that same energy. And that was my first time, really, like, I had been in studios before, but it was like being in it every day that created a monster, like, the fuck I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the Go out to eat for I'm going to the going to the movies for which I'm in the studio. <laughs> we in the studio for real. We in the studio. I just being able to share that with like my niggas is like Yeah. Just to get him something to go for. So you, you turn you turned that monster into your first EP in twenty sixteen, right? Highly anticipated. Damn, how you know that? <laughs> Look. <laughs> Hey, 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 for the for the for the people listening at home, I am not the feds. I am not the feds. He turned into uh, what's that nigga name? Nardwine. He turned into Nardwine. Damn. Yeah. Um. Do do. Yeah. Damn. Do you? What do you? What do you remember about? You know that that time that that project, you know all of it. What what is that? When I bring that up, what does that remind you of? Man, he gonna he gonna kill me for telling this, but um, a lot of man, a lot of shit was going on at the time. What I said, right? Um, if you hit throughout like the project, this the project started um before twenty sixteen. Highly anticipated was something me and my big brother done came up with um he he gave me the idea for the project name because that was something that he felt like was presentable to the world and this is like i'm still a kid so maybe i want to say i started school like 2016 so 2016 2017 we had some stuff going in the street and um Big bro got jammed. He got jammed for a little minute and he got locked up. It was fucking crazy. But I was like, okay, I gotta finish this project before he come home. And um the first song we done was the Letter to the Nation. It was a shout out Marvin Gaye family for letting us clear that sample. Oh, um, it was a a song um my brother Rod put up. Shout out my nigga Rod. Y'all don't understand. If y'all ever hear me say Rod, Rod is my right hand man. That's my he produced that whole project. He does a lot of my production. Um, me and him met in school, actually. And I, at first, I didn't think we was going to click at all. Because this guy was big, big, burly motherfucker with glasses. And I'm just thinking, oh, he don't like nobody. <laughs> he going to be an asshole. Like, he, gonna, he ain't going to like me because I'm tall, because I'm flat. He ain't going to like nobody. He ain't going to want to fuck with me. Fuck him, you know? And they actually ended up being one of my best friends. It's my, the godfather of my child. Um, but he, me and him was talking, and this was like right around the time uh, police shooting, police brutality stuff was going on big at that time. And um, I was like, man, let's do a, let's do a song. And we, we sat on the song for the longest and he looked at me like, but you got to release this. So a lot of those songs, like Ride With Me, that was a freestyle. Um. Yeah, Ryan was a freestyle. The intro was a freestyle. And like, he was like, nah, 
Like let's let's put a pen to these. Like let's think these out and put a pen to them. So I done that and shit. I think December we were supposed to release. Nope, pushed it back. Pushed it back. Okay, what's next? Like we steady pushing it back because I felt like I wasn't ready. I really was scared to you know push my my baby my project out to the world because I didn't know how to receive it. But no warning, like just release it, you know. So we put together, I think, like eight songs. I think Highland is better like eight songs. And uh, yeah, it came out and I ain't look back. I was so motherfucking scared. I thought niggas was gonna be standing outside, turn that shit off, that shit trash. And it was just like people still think it's like one of my best projects to date. I um I actually just uh I had to fucking fight to get it done, but I'm actually releasing the anniversary version of it this year uh, to all platforms. So you'll be on the lookout for that. But damn, he said, how did this pay? I got to do my research, man. <laughs> yeah, that nigga went and looked. He just looked. Yeah, I got to. But now, I think one of my favorite things about that project when I was listening to it throughout the week, you know, it definitely had like, it felt like a traditional houston sound where it's like all right you taking classics and you kind of like split spinning it into a down south feel and that's just like one of the things that was like super dope to me and it just had me excited just listening to it from from start to finish you had the remember the time sample you had the marvin Gaye sample you know all those different sounds and feels like it was it was a really cool element to it man so Definitely kudos to you for that. I'm really happy to hear that a uh, that anniversary soundtrack is coming and that people are gonna be able to hear yeah. that on all platforms, you know. So I'll definitely be able to spread the word on that when when that time comes for that. You know, so we go from we go from that tape and, and you mentioned how how nervous you were for people to hear that. I can only imagine in in some people's minds, like what that would be like going from highly anticipated to the next EP in uh 2018 have fun outside completely different spent look i <laughs> I, I told you we were going over the work <laughs> what the fuck? hey man I'm, I'm about to be looked at differently for this way. <laughs> no, I, no, i'm listening you gotta finish that you gotta finish that play come on you gotta but, that. let's go you know, just like an entirely different style, though, you know, so going from like one thing and going to a complete 180, where it's more like a melodic sound to it, like throughout the course of the uh, throughout the course of work, while still maintaining some of like the old sound as well. For you, like before even talking about the project itself and how you think it turned out, like for you, like what was going through your head? About like that sort of transition in, into, you know, like a new sound that people haven't heard yet. Um, being different, being different. I didn't want to give, um, I didn't want to give everybody the same thing over and over again. Um, I look at, I look at people like, like one of my favorite, my favorite artists of all time is The Weeknd. Because you, every time he releases, you get a new side of Abel. Not The Weeknd, you get a new side of able so um but have fun outside i was just like i gotta give them something different and it wasn't just me it ain't just me it's my brothers 
that whole project is um it's me, my little brother Dwayne, like on him too, um, my little brother PJ and Lil Three. And them my everyday go to guys. Like when you hit that and have fun outside, that wasn't just me. It ain't just me. That's all of them. <laughs> that's that's the, that's them on that motherfucker. They snapping. And I'm just like, damn, y'all trust me enough to put a project in my hands to, to make that for y'all? Okay, come on, let's let's see how far it goes. For sure. Yeah. What what goes what goes into that for you? Because I think after like the first two projects, I I kind of got an idea of like your the people that you bring on to work with you remains kind of like fairly consistent throughout the curse uh, throughout the course of the work. You mentioned you got Rod on the first project. You mentioned your crew, and they were all throughout the second project. You know what what is that about you that just makes you most comfortable going in just working with guys as like you know. It's like you know they're going to deliver. Like you know them. Loyalty, simple, fucking loyalty. Um, these guys. I don't know. I'm gonna think it's gonna kill me. Um, but these guys, I trust my life in their hands. Like them guys was. They was at the hospital when my daughter was born. Like they was at the hospital when I damn near, when I damn near left this planet. Um, I count on them guys more than they know. And that's the craziest thing ever. Like, you, I never need no bullshit. You cannot do this shit by yourself. Um, and it's like competition. It's a fucking competition. We brothers. Every time I, but you come in here with that little bullshit pen, I'm going to eat your ass up. You, you got to come in here with that five. You ain't got that five, I'm five you up. Like, so, the, that whole thing was just like, trying to prove something. To, not to nobody, but to ourselves. Like, we didn't care about what nobody else thinks, but we got to prove to us. Like, this is what we, this, you sure you want to do this? And it was like, shit, if we don't, I know somebody who do, you know? So it was just like um, endearment to them, like forever fucking grateful because they, like I said, they put their life in my hands with that project. And that's what, that's what came out of it, have fun outside. Yeah. And, and I know you're not lying about you know, like the the competitive spirit too, because that was that was the first thing we heard in your first EP, right? It's like yeah, you got Rod hopping on there. It's like, look, I know my beats gonna be five, but motherfucker, like you better come through with the shits too. I'm like, don't bring that weak shit in here. Yes, yes, yes. That's and that that guy. Like once again, that's that's another person who he, he's there. Like I don't have to. I can call him a. Which I need a glass of milk. He gonna bring me a cow from Brown Farms and some shit. He gonna go get me one of them big ones. Like, so I he know what I like. Like yeah. he know what I want. He that's far as sounds. So yeah, for sure. My definitely. That's real, man. So we, we we go from that to this is where I first, I guess, caught on to to you as an artist when you teamed up with a friend of the podcast, uh, Lou Louis Carson. Shouts out to Lou. <laughs> Um, and and I forgot to I forgot to shout this person out at the beginning of the podcast, kind of off topic, but um, shouts out to my guy JT um, for connecting the dots on this interview. Uh, I really brother. appreciate it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so, bring me my hat back too. <laughs> but yeah, we go from that to 2020. New Age Outlaws, 
Eric Hendricks, Louis Carson. How does something like that come to be? I think it was a project before that. Um, yeah, it actually was a project before that. So me and Lou, me and Lou have known each other damn it, 10 years. Uh, that's another guy. I, that's another guy. He on his way to me now. Um, people, a lot of people don't know this, but I, I hate saying it, but I was one of the first people to actually like see potential in Louis and bring him to the studio. Like before, like um, me and Lou, when we met, we was rapping in front of the school. We were rapping in, in um, in the cafeteria with Brad. Shout out Brad. Um, but we we was like fucking left because our parents didn't care. They was at school <laughs> after school and shit, and we just rap, you know. And um, it was always a dream of his, especially during mine. Like he like, yeah, I can't wait till we can. We 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 gonna we gonna come to the these people perform. I'm like, I gotta make that dream possible for you. Like that's what I'm here for. So we um, I took him to the studio. And we just started recording. So after he got his, his wits about him and recording and shit, he came to me and was like, brother, I think it's time for you to release a project. So we recorded uh, a project for him that he was recording on. And it actually, it, it didn't get released. And, you know, this shit like that, little, little side shit that was going on, but we, we stuck to it. And um, he, he never left my side. Like, he never left me as, like, being that guy. So... We ended up uh, doing, um, we just we released a song called Jeepers Creepers. And with the Jeepers Creepers track, we ended up, um, we just sat on it. It's me, him, and my little brother. We just sat on it. We never, like, thought thought about it, like, about it. So, shit, I want to say, like, man, a couple of weeks later, we recorded another song, uh, Hunter Spoke. And those were the only two songs we had going on. And he was busy working, and I was busy like um, handling the business that I was that I was taking care of at the time. I had a little girl on the way, um, and the motherfucker just kept bothering me. Like, bitch, what are we gonna do with these? What are we gonna do with these? I'm like, bitch, do what you want. I don't want them to do with it really. And he came back to me and was like, man, let's uh, let's uh, let's actually lay some down. I'm like, bitch, you know what? Let's actually put a project together. And um, we had just opened one of the studios, uh, shout out Angola. We had just opened that studio up. And um, we locked in for like two weeks and we recorded like 10, 12 songs. Some of the songs y'all probably didn't, y'all, y'all probably won't hear some, y'all probably hear on another project, but we recorded like 10, 12 songs. And, uh, literally in two weeks. Really, it really wasn't two weeks. It was like, it took two weeks to like do the mixing and the mastering and come up with the ideas, but we were just in the studio I think maybe three days max just recording. We were just recording, 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 just spinning. And we like, what the fuck we gonna do with it? I'm like, shit. We the new age outlaws. And he like, Yeah. That's Lou. That's <laughs> it right there. <laughs> Lou, what's going on, man? That's Lou. That's Lou. Yeah. Yeah. So he um he like he like shit. Nigga like, well, let's put it a package together. So we was just like, nobody ever fucking think to hit us together. It's two different unique sounds. Like, it's it's hell on earth. And that's how you got that baby new age. I love Yeah. 
and and it it felt like a a different feel for you i was going back and like listening to some of your old stuff and was just trying to see like was there like a like the wrestling component you know like ever brought into it because you got on new age outlaws of course the the title the the group you know the the song tracks and <clears throat> all the different references it, it, it's scattered with like ref uh references of, of wrestling right and whatnot right and i was going back and just trying to see if, like in the old work if that was like ever like consistent and it seemed like a different side of you in 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 some way so for for you what did that collaboration like feel like for you as as an artist in terms of showing a different side of you man it felt the best work the best work come out of you when i know i know like hassle about it like you don't feel like it's a project you don't feel like it's an obligation. It's not a job. Like, this is something I wanted to do. Like, I'm a I'm a wrestling fan. Like, I don't know if you can hear it now, but before the before the interview, we talking about I'm watching wrestling now. <laughs> like, I'm in here watching wrestling right now as we speak. But um, authentic like it's authentic as hell. Me and Lou, like any my, my whole game, we have we have barbershop arguments about wrestling like niggas rep, like you know what I'm saying like nigga, who had the best rap nigga fuck all that nigga who top five WWE champions like we we go we at each other neck about this shit so when we came out to a dude who had was it felt natural bro it felt natural as fuck like man this shit don't feel bro like Bryce when I say bro we recorded them songs so fucking fast like, it was like, oh, bitch, that's what you're going to do? Oh, you're going to, all right, watch this. He going, he going, ah, 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 ah. oh, bitch, that's what you going to All right, now my turn. Like, the element of surprise is like, if you look at, like, okay, like, if you look at the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Badass Billy Gun, they are nothing alike. They ain't got, they are nothing alike. They're two different energies. You know, like, one of them is this flashy, bounce but he reserved the other guy he an all that dog like he a fucking menace so like you put them two together and you got you mix your chemical x you know what i'm saying whatever they got in common man and lou we just so happen to love this shit and we know ain't nobody out there i don't give a fuck if you're listening if you ain't listening i'm gonna say it. ain't nobody out there fucking with the new age i want ain't nobody out part like we can't even fuck with us that's that man. Snap, we snap, crackle, and pop your ass. That's that's. I don't even know what I be saying sometimes. I just I snap and I will pop your ass. Nah, <laughs> but that's like that's the attitude we had towards it because it was just so. It was just like mama fucking day for us, and he kept at it. That's what made it so easy. Um, his consistency, like Lou worked like I work. Like when I'm done with this, I'm going back to record. Like I'm gonna turn around and go back and record. Like he just never saw it into it. He like, what the fuck we stopping for? Let's go. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready for the next one. I'm like, damn, bitch, you ain't gonna wanna be. I'm here. I'm ready for the next one. And that's that's where it came from. Most definitely. That's where it came from. That's real, man. And and for those of you that, that think thinks he's lying, we literally just had a whole barbershop talk right before we started recording. I said the slightest thing about Triple H, and this man was on my neck. So yeah, say, say, what say, say what you said. Say what you said. Say what you said. 
I, I said he was say, underrated. I said he was underrated. underrated. And you said why though? Why? He won the biggest star in Stone Cold. Wasn't okay, more popular right, than right. Cena. Okay, okay, hold on. Wasn't a that, better that, wrestler that, than Sean. Oh my God. Hold on. Now, now, hold on. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. I'm going to ask you this. I, and this is the conversation I have with people about, about, about rap music. You take you take contribution, total, mm-hmm. everything that they've done. What what has Sean given us? What has Sean given us? The Rocker. Com- compared, compared to Triple H? Yeah, Triple H gave us, he, he helped bring back Ric Flair. He gave us Randy. He gave us Batista. Need I go, need I go? No, no, no. better uh, career. So, better career. So Sean's a better wrestler. Sean is not a better wrestler than Triple H. Yes, he is. Ask Lou. Ask Lou. Man. Lou right next to you. Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what what the niggas what the one seven say? I will beat shit out of one of these niggas. Niggas don't want to fight no more. I beat shit out of one of these. You got pop fucked up. Ask Lou. Ask Lou. Lou, Sean or Triple H. Come on, now now don't say hey Dunn. Pile Sean Michael Triple H. Overall, who you take? No, 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 no. I I didn't say overall. You say who? Okay, that's Triple H. Who you say? We talking straight wrestling match. They, they wrestling. Who you taking? We talking prime. We talking prime. Damn, my nigga Trips got sixteen rings. That's all I'm saying. My nigga Trips got sixteen. Hey Zeke, hey Zeke, not gonna like this conversation we having. Oh, Zeke gonna be mad. Zeke gonna be mad as hell. Sorry, fuck it. Was, and he touched on something. Bryce touched on something earlier that like that stuck with me before we had the conversation. And I wanted to say it again. He said, "Um, uh, fuck." When I when I was asked, I'm like, "Shit, how how much did you think you got to give at that certain age? You you passed your prime, your prime, and your peak. Like we was talking about, like under Undertaker, man. Like now, like why in the fuck is he still here? Like what keeps that drive?" And that motherfucker answered that question for me for real. Like, and he was like, shit, it's just a, basically like your pride. Ain't no way in here, like if, I, like if I'm wrestling and I'm sitting at home and I see another nigga trying to outdo me, shit, about to go on another 20, 20 streak win streak at WrestleMania or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, and, I, and I think that spreads like a cause creativity though. It's because like when you, when you're great at something, mm-hmm. most people don't ever want to see a day where they're not themselves, you know, and, and and too prideful to, like, see and put out something that they know is, like, not like their prime. You mm-hmm. know, I, I feel like that's why we see people just kind of, like, leave gracefully. It's like if they know, like, they're not in it 100%, they can't bring it the same way that they brought it, like, when they were at their best and then they can't line it up like that anymore. Go ahead. Just let it go. You know? Yeah, just, just let it go. Up. You know, it's like I think, move I on. Think, I think those are people like that. Um, they went through something. Perhaps. They they know, and what I mean by that is they know what it means to fight for something and go for something, and they know what it, it feel like to be down. Yeah, I've done. I've done the 
the things that I needed to do to take care of me. And that's, that's, that's essentially, that's where it, like, it comes out as like, man, he really like, he done exactly what he said he was going to do. Nobody's like, man, I'm like Brady. I'm fucking sick of Tom Brady, man, but I love him because he's like, (laughs) man, fuck. I'm sitting at home. Yeah. I'm about to celebrate that he retired. Man, I look up. Yeah. Psych. I lied. I'm in that hole. Like, hey, but but it's like it's like it's like what we talked about too. It's like it's like we compare. That's all right. If we stick in the football, it's like we watch Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady going up. Right. Tom mm-hmm. still in the playoffs, like competing for Super Bowls, and actually like not even looking off like that. Mm-mm. Peyton, you know. Peyton didn't look like the same Peyton, you know, like that was in his prime, you know, like Colts prime, you know, by the time he left, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I think there's a level of gracefulness too. That was like, that's a part of what you mean. Now, nah, you know, Peyton was goddamn, Peyton was goddamn 45 on one leg limping into the goddamn Super Bowl. He won, he won, he won that same dude. He won that same bro. dude. He like he held his own. He had a defense on him, bro. but Peyton won. Peyton. He, he, he had a defense. He had a defense. Yeah, like but like Peyton won. Peyton that, no more. But hold on, you gotta you gotta take into when you say that what you mean, like the skill, like the skill, skill. Don't don't do me like this, bro. Don't what don't hurt you? me. Don't I'm hurt me hurt. like this. And, don't hurt me like uh, this. Uh, my man's was my man's was hurt. He was older. He didn't have the juice like what he had back like five years before that. It's all good. The man, the man, the man threw for three thousand yards that season, man. Hey, uh-huh. old Payton would have went for five. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he only went for five, maybe once in his career. He only went for five my dog could have gave you four on a on an off year. Man, the year before, I think the year before that they went four, but he had no. He that man gave us a man gave us over three thousand yards that year. Yeah. Like, shout out Peyton Manning. Yeah, I love Peyton. I love Peyton. Shout out to Peyton. Funny guy. That nigga. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, Eli. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a rap. This. <laughs> On the sideboard, I know who will fuck Tom Brady up. Who? Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. In terms of what? In terms of what, though? The skill, bro. Oh, yeah. Mahomes, skill? Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, Brett yeah. Favre stay back there and throw that bitch. 90 yards. Hey, Brett, Brett was like that. He was Brett was like that. <laughs> With uh, that, was different. That fool's a clown now, but bro was like that, man. <laughs> bro, bro was like that. I talked about that little shit that he be selling the, as the S scene on TV shit, the, the band what? shit, the socks oh. shit, the, that shit don't work. <laughs> that shit don't work, man. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, that too. don't work, man. The face masks don't fit. None of that shit works. The Wranglers don't fit the same, Brett. You got too much money, nigga. 
He was rocking the Wranglers. <laughs> Man, hell yeah. Bro, okay, so that go look, that's another thing, Mark. You might think I'm bullshitting. You you can ask Luna that tell you. I'm not I don't look to rap music for inspiration. Like if I'm in ready mode, bro, I swear to God, you get in my car, you gonna hear country music. You gonna hear country music or we watching TV. Or reading the book. Yeah. Like I get all my inspiration now. Country music or old blues music, like, you know, soul really, yeah. Because country music they tell stories, they still do fucking tell stories. So Absolutely, that's like a lot of my let a George Strait song come on. I'm gonna sing that bitch like I kill it. Hey, hey, I'm right there with you. <laughs> now, do do you feel like do you feel like that's something that gives you an edge? You know, like so to speak, when when lining yourself up with you know like whoever else is out there, right? You know, that does the same thing that you do. That's not going to be a common answer, right? That that comes out of different people's different people's mouths. You know, it's not it's, that, that's not their style. You know, is that something that you feel like helps you be unique in, in terms of you versus everybody else? Uh, versatility, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because um, after... after a certain amount of time, shit, you're gonna run out of shit to say. Yeah. You know? You gonna eventually you're gonna run out of shit to thinking. You know, ideas gonna become if anything. So hell yeah, like I like right now, I'm I'm putting in so much shit right now because I wanna evolve the sound. Man, bro. Like right now, one of my like right now I'm listening to um you, you, I know that you will fucking like him. Uh, right now, one of my favorite country singers is Christian, and he's he's very derivative in his sound. Like it's like you know you got like a narrow path. Like, I'm like okay, this is strictly country music, right? It's country, but it's soul, and I think all country music has soul in it. Yes, this motherfucker, this this motherfucker right now, that that white boy can sing. Like you know how you can. That white boy can sing. The, yeah, they're like, singing, they're saying. They're saying. That white boy can sing. Yeah. For, man, for sure. He on this shit right now, for sure. But they give me they give me they give me way more ideas than they give me a lot of ideas for sure. Yeah. And and, and let's talk about that, you know, as we wrap up this interview, man. Like what 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 are what are you working on right now? You know, what can people come to expect of you, you know, um in the upcoming years? Uh New Age Outlaws too. New Don't Age fuck Outlaws with me now. <laughs> New Age Outlaws too. Um, Dwayne about to drop. He, we working on his shit. His shit should be done any day now. Um, PJ the Crash Dummy. Man, Crash fucking Bandicoot. He finna drop. I'm I'm really I took I didn't take a step back from recording because they can't fuck with me with this recording shit. Um, but I just been putting everybody else up, like Lou. Go get that shit. Go get that. Go find that nigga down that rabbit hole. Go get that new motherfucking Lou. Tell, skip to my motherfucking Lou and get to your nearest phone and download that new Lou. Stream that shit. We need all the coins. We need everything. Niggas got mouse to feed. But nah, um, just pushing that shit out. As for me, I am finna go on a single run. Meaning, y'all finna see me drop release a single every week for the next 52 weeks. I'm a, I'm gonna try to hold it hold it when I when I when I drop the first one you're gonna be sick 
because I'm gonna never stop. And that's what we're working on right now. I don't, of course, you got projects coming. Um, we still working on nights at the Capitol. Um, maybe a highly anticipated too. But for right now, I'm focusing on just running them, running them bitches like I know how, man. Just sticking to my gut, running them bitches. Absolutely, man. I know people can't wait for that. In the meantime, where can people find you on socials, on SoundCloud, on Apple, or wherever you stream your music? <laughs> uh, I'm everywhere. Um, it's Eric Hendricks. People, like, how you spell your name? It's E R I C C. Don't spell it C K. Um, Hendricks. You can't miss the Hendricks. Um, I'm everywhere. Same thing on Instagram. Uh, I don't know how to work Instagram. Like, Jesus, I'm not, man. <laughs> like I know how to work it, but I don't know the like the algorithms and the all that shit, man. I, I like Snapchat. Like I like to post like little super shit. Another yeah. thing, hold on, this is off the top. Listen, lady, stop posting y'all fucking food. We out on on the internet, bitch. I don't care what you eat. Stop posting your food, man. Shit, you didn't ruin the date. You didn't ruin the date, man. Put the phone down. Damn. <laughs> nah, I love you, ladies. I'm just playing. But stop posting on fucking food. That shit don't even look good. <laughs> but yeah, Eric Hendricks, everywhere, everywhere. I'm in your city. I'm in your whole city. I love you. <laughs> That's a bad, bad. I. this <laughs> man, Eminem for short. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, man, I appreciate oh, you coming on to the podcast, man. Mm. No, thank you for having me, man. You, um, I really don't be getting to talk like this a lot, but it's just like to peek into the other world. You work hard as fuck, and I'm gonna let you know, like, don't stop because, like, it may not be me. It may be you know somebody else that needed a platform like this, and you give it. Yeah. So keep doing that shit, man. I support that shit wholeheartedly. Whatever you need, you got my number. For sure. Likewise, man. I appreciate that. No problem, bro. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, man. World of Art Form, we are out. Love y'all. Peace.